The following program is a paid commercial, which has been paid for by the advertiser, whose products and or services are featured in this program. Hi, I am Omar Carmona from the CLM law firm, Carmona Lozano Mesa. You can reach us if you have any questions at office at clmfirm.com, or you can email me directly. I'm at omar at clmfirm.com. You can also give us a call at 915-225-1555. Our office is in the Wells Fargo building downtown, 12th floor, suite 1200. We're the first suite you're going to find coming out of the elevators. Uh, But feel free to give us a call or email. Uh, This is all confidential. Our consultations are free. Um, and you know we're offering this to uh, all our uh, uh, potential juvenile hires, a free consultation. If you have any questions, let us know because I know that a lot of you parents have never experienced law enforcement before. Um, as we like to say in the criminal defense business, a lot of times this is your first rodeo. Uh, so don't feel uh, embarrassed. Uh, it's all confidential. And let us know what's going on and how we can help or call any other lawyer that does juvenile law uh, in particular. But last time we talked, gave a little introduction about how uh, a child between 10 and 16 uh, can be charged with an offense based on an allegation that can happen at home, it can happen at school, it can happen at the skate park. Um, right now, uh, around El Paso, I am seeing, you know, I, I see different spikes in different cases. Uh, school fights is always going to be an issue. Uh, aggravated assaults, simple assaults, domestic violence, young couples. We have seen a lot of those. Uh, Lately, I've also noticed that the types of drugs are very different now. Uh, When I started practicing law uh, back in 2007 and started doing juvenile law, uh, cocaine was very much uh, uh, prevalent in many campuses uh, around town. Uh, Then I saw the the spike in ecstasy. Uh, That was probably sometime around 2009, uh, and, and that was important. Marijuana has always been around. Uh, but then, uh, you know, there was uh, spice started and that was very dangerous. Um, kids have always been drinking. Uh, and But lately, the big one that we've been seeing um, and the one that all parent needs to be mindful of is fentanyl. Um, and, and it's very dangerous. Uh, I predict that El Paso will one day be ground zero when it comes to fentanyl. Um, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. No one's ever told me otherwise but nonetheless it is a very 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 dangerous narcotic um, and people are dying all over uh, another thing to be mindful of the THC THC vape pens um, and I'm going to talk about all these uh, at a later time but these are things that uh, parents need to be mindful of but nonetheless a child is charged with an offense a child uh, picks up an assault and now the case is being referred to the juvenile probation department and the screening attorney Um, A gentleman by the name of Mark Burtner, who is a straight shooter with the county attorney's office. He is an attorney of his word. Um, I've never had issues with him um, as far as being deceptive, hiding anything, uh, a very honorable man. But he decides whether or not a case is going to move forward. Okay, Uh, and if he believes that the state that that uh, there has been an accusation, the law has been broken and that the state has enough evidence to proceed, he will petition a case uh, against your child no matter how nice your child is. And I get that all the time. Omar, my child is uh, an altar server at church. My child is the head of the honor society, student government. My child is an all city football, basketball, tennis star. He's gonna be a pro one day, or she is gonna be given a 
a, a movie contract to be a movie star and my child doesn't do this. Folks, it can be anyone. If the law has been broken, uh, Miss Joanne Bernal's office will take it very seriously and they will petition a case against your child regardless of who your child is. Okay? And so I know we all think that we have perfect children. Uh, I, for one, do not. Um, and, and to let you know, uh, they do take allegations very seriously, regardless of your child. Um, uh, that being said, your child can have a terrible record. Your child can be, um, you know, uh, miss a lot of school because they're ditching, uh, uh, being, being, you know, experimenting with drugs, have a lot of disciplinary referrals, runaways, uh, curfew violations. Your child has rights too. And it's important that your child's rights are protected. Again, the that presumption of innocence, you are innocent unless proven guilty, that applies to your child too, okay? So um, no matter if your child's record, what that child has done in the past, your child has rights and should be protected at all times, okay? So let's say Mr. Bertner has now petitioned the case and has said, we are charging, the state of Texas is charging your child with the uh, offense of, let's say, an aggravated assault. Uh, there was a school fight and your child is accused to have take uh, is being accused of uh, pulling out a knife an aggravated assault with a deadly weapon your child is taken in and then the judge has a detention hearing they did not release your child to you last night when this allegation uh took place and now we are in front of a judge uh for a detention hearing uh, a probation officer from the juvenile probation department will testify in open court as to what they believe the um, uh, what should happen with the child um, and let's say for example the probation department believes that the child should remain detained and that is common now what happens is in order for the judge to agree to keep the child detained one of four criteria have to be met the first one is the child a danger to himself or herself? And we do have children that have a lot of mental health issues. They self-mutilate. Uh, they have been using a lot of dangerous drugs. And if if, if there is evidence of that, um, the judge can say, I think it'd be too dangerous to let this child out. We're gonna keep the children, this child here at the juvenile probation department. Um, we'll talk about JPD and, and, and how that how it is inside there um or is the child a danger to the community so gang members this happens a lot uh there's a there's beef going on between rival gangs or 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 one gang is is harassing a certain group of people um they believe that the child is a danger to the to the community does the child have access to firearms uh was the child found with a firearm or or knives something like that uh that'll play into the judge's decision uh, is the child a flight risk? So we get a, a lot of that when we don't have parents living um, here in El Paso, in the county. There are no strong ties. Obviously, I've represented kids that their only ties are to Juarez. And so what happens there is for the judge to assure that the child will uh, uh, show up for court, they keep the child attained if there are no significant ties to the community. The last one, there is no suitable supervision at home. Uh, so leave, releasing the child, uh, we're not, we couldn't release the child to a safe um, home with supervision. 
a lot of time parents aren't around, uh, whether it be because they're working constantly or maybe they just don't care. Uh, they go off with boyfriend, girlfriend, uh, and they just leave the kids at home. A judge will factor that into whether or not the judge feels comfortable in releasing the child. Now, let's say the judge feels that the state has articulated at least one of those reasons and says, yes, we are going to leave the child detained. So you're wondering, well, what is this like, jail? Well, it's detention, okay? And it's not like something where you can just walk in and out. It is like a jail facility. However, I guarantee you they're just not doing push-ups, lifting weights, and reading the Bible like you would typically see at a jail. They do have a full school there, okay? There is a school. Uh, they are getting, uh, nobody wants your child to um, fall behind on any subjects. They do have teachers there. Uh, and they are giving, they are been given grades. Um, so it's not going to be a wasted time. They wake the children up very early. Uh, they make sure their hygiene is taken care of. They uh, make sure that uh, there is physical activity. Uh, and they are getting uh, uh, full meals, uh, healthy meals. Uh, I do appreciate that the, the, the juvenile probation department run by Chief uh, Rosie Medina uh, and the person overseeing everything is Judge Yara Lisa Gutierrez, the presiding judge of the 65th District Court. They do provide a very safe environment uh, for these kids. Now, are there fights back there? Yes, there are. Can your child still get in trouble back there? Yes, they can. But these are all monitored, and I, and I do believe that my clients are being taken care of when they are back there. Um, so the judge has released the child. Let's say now the judge says, you know what? I am comfortable releasing the child while this case is pending and the child will come back at a later date for a pretrial. Now, the, the judge can say, though, I will put that child in home detention. OK, and there are different levels of home detention in El Paso. Level one, the child must be supervised at all times. A child may only leave the house to attend school, court or other activities approved by the court. Parents are not allowed to make any stops on the way to and from school with the child, can't stop for groceries, can't get food. The electronic monitor will be required. Okay, that's the strictest one. And I'm telling you how strict this is. A child may not even need to, may not even be allowed to take the trash out because the GPS monitor um, will work. So that is the strictest one. Uh, and when I when we come back, I will talk to you about the next two levels and how strict those are. CLM Law Firm is the trial team you can trust for your criminal defense, car accidents, school hearings, or parole cases. We combine our decades of experience to fight on your side as one powerhouse team, standing with you, standing for you. CLM Law Firm. Feel free to give us a call anytime. Anytime you call us, it's confidential. Um, I don't... Uh, publish your names out anywhere but oh mr sanchez just called about his troublemaker you know his troublemaking kid and this is his picture no this is all um, um confidential and i also want to assure you when your child is in the system so to speak at juvenile probation uh mug shots aren't going to be released of your child uh any information this is all confidential uh i have never in, in my career had an issue with confidential information about your child being released by the courts or by the juvenile probation department. They are very good at keeping everything confidential. Uh, earlier before the break, I talked to you about the strictest level of home detention is level one. The next level is level two, where a child may attend school activities, a child may do chores in the front yard and the backyard, may walk to and from school unsupervised but has to be back home at a certain hour. Electronic monitoring may be required. And folks, about this electronic monitoring, these GPS systems 
are cutting edge. They are very good. They can track a child's exact steps, the exact moment they moved down to the second where they were uh, on the GPS um, map. So um, if your child is on a GPS monitor, uh, make sure your child is charging that monitor at all times and that your child does not cut that off because as soon as the monitor is cut off, uh, the juvenile probation department will be alerted. The next level of home detention, level three, more, you know, there's, it's more relaxed. A parent may take their children with them as necessary, uh, but they just have to notify the probation department. The courts have discretion to modify it. So let's say the child is is on the strictest, you know, level one uh, home detention. Uh, as long as that child is doing good, the judge can revisit while the case is pending and say, you know what, this kid's been doing really good. He's been going to school. Grades have been great. Let's let's take the monitor off. Let's let's give the child a, maybe a little time uh, out of the house. A judge can do that. Uh, on the flip side, a judge can make things a little more strict. So let's say the child was given an opportunity to have some freedoms, but you know, kid's been missing school, kid left home without permission. The judge can bring everyone back in and say, put the monitor on their ankle, kid can't leave home without my permission, must be with the parents at all time, okay? Um, and this lasts up until the final disposition of the case, whether the child admits to the accusations uh, against him or her, or until um, uh, the case is dismissed. So it can change, uh, it can be very, uh, tedious on certain families. Uh, but again, if uh, your child is going to be put on a uh, house arrest or anything like that, home detention, I'm sorry, uh, ask the lawyer the questions like, what is, what is going to be expected of me? Um, and, and those are very important things uh, to do. So you are, if, if the allegation goes forward, uh, your child is going to be set for a pretrial and it's going to be in one of two courts. Uh, it's going to be in uh, court one with uh, Judge Ainsa or court two with Judge Ligon. They've been doing this for a very long time and they only handle juvenile cases. Now they both work under Judge Gutierrez, who's the presiding judge of the 65th District Court. You do have the right to object to Judge Ligon or Judge Ainsa hearing the case and the case goes to uh, Judge uh, Gutierrez. Now a lot of lawyers, they uh, object to uh, the associate judge because they just want Judge Gutierrez hearing the case. The only reason they do that is a lot of times it's just because they don't feel like going to JPD. If they object and Judge Gutierrez handles the case, they just go to the courthouse where most of their work is already done. So for them, it's just a timing issue. I can tell you all that uh, uh, all three judges are very strict um, and that they do hold children accountable, um, but they're also very reasonable. Uh, so strategically, there really is no difference. Uh, I know a lot of lawyers like to object to uh, the the associate judges, but I don't. Uh, I'm okay with any of those judges uh, hearing my clients' cases. Now, in the meantime, juvenile probation department is going to be making efforts to get information on your children. Parents are going to be signing waivers. Um, they're going to have access to their school records mental health records. Again, folks, I'm stressing, these are all confidential, okay? So you don't have to worry about your children's mental health records being spread all over town, all over school, uh, you know, something to humiliate you and your family. It's not gonna happen, okay? Uh, but uh, when we're at this point where JPD is trying to get information on your child, on your family, please feel free to share certain information. Again, you should be asking your lawyer these questions, 
but feel free to share this information because they're not doing this to punish your child. They're just trying to figure out what's the best way to help your child. Because if your child is going to be put on supervised probation, we're going to want to help the child. So you're set for a pretrial. Your lawyer shows up and the whole point of that pretrial is for the lawyer to meet with the county attorney, who is the prosecuting attorney. Uh, your lawyer needs to make sure that um, you've gone over the evidence. It's important that before the pretrial, you have gone over the evidence with your lawyer. So make time uh, to go over the evidence with the lawyer. Um, you know, you don't want any surprises. Ask a lot of questions. See what's in your lawyer's file, okay? Um, these are things to be mindful of. At the pretrial, the court wants to know, uh, defense lawyer, are you gonna, is your client willing to admit to the charge or do you want a jury trial? That's basically what they wanna know at, or a non-jury trial, we'll get into that. Um, that's what they wanna know. Or is there some evidence missing that your lawyer needs to tell the county attorney, look, I'm convinced that there's certain evidence that I don't have, will you you know, call the police officer, call the detective and see if you can get me this evidence right away. Um, uh, and so maybe there would be another hearing down the road. Uh, motions to suppress other pretrial motions like that. Maybe your, maybe your child's rights were violated during a search or maybe a confession was obtained uh, unlawfully. Uh, there would be separate hearings for that and certain motions have to be filed in order for that to, uh, to move forward. Uh, but other than that, that's pretty much the pretrial phase. Uh, and, and if there's any questions on, on what happens um, as far as your child being accused and navigating your way through the juvenile probation department, please feel free to call us at 915-225-1555 or email us at office at clmfirm.com. Thank you very much. The preceding program was a paid commercial, which has been paid for by the advertiser, whose products and or services are featured in this program.